to another amazing episode of uh, the Music Vita Atlanta podcast, brought to you by your super amazing good friends at imvdb.com, the internet's music video database. My name is Adam. I'm a co-founder of IMVDB, and with me on the line tonight, we have Mr. Doug Klinger from Pompano Beach, Florida. Doug, how are you? Super good, Adam. High on perp. Wow, I'm high on perp, too. Yeah. Uh, so to make it a a one hundred percent high on perp crew, we need to ask Adam Alexander, um, of Fringe Music Fix, if he is also high on perp. Adam, definitely high on perp. And my next question is to the whole panel: What is perp? It is a drugs. Uh, is she referring? It's not P E R P. It's like perp, like purple, right? It's like purple, it's like, like purple, purple haze. Purple haze. Exactly. When she does. Exactly. When she, when she does, when she does pot, it's purple. It's purple haze. So purple pot. That sounds like a terrible maybe, idea. Maybe it could be. Maybe it could be like. Maybe they could call it something else, like purple skunk, or maybe something else is on her package. But yeah, it refers to the color. And we are. We already mentioned last week that that lyric is mini skirt in the clean version. The clean version, which I listen to on my iPod while I'm running. That's cool. Did you, and like, just like when you listen to work, bitch. Exactly. I I only listened to that once. That was enough. That was plenty. I was. You I got, slowly put that back in whatever you, where it came from. You immediately lost eight pounds. <laughs> it was cool. <laughs> so we are here on uh, October tenth, the night of October tenth, two thousand thirteen, talking about the weekend music videos because every week, God, so many goddamn music videos come out. And, they keep coming, and if 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 we don't talk about them, we don't break them down. And who, honestly, who will? Uh, Fuse TV. Hmm. <laughs> so they don't they don't they don't do it as much as us, and they don't do it in as much detail. And oh, also, no. well, it's, it's, we're, there's, we're better. So, there's so many videos where it's like two guys, and they're like, "Oh my!" Well, they just skim the top. They're like, "Oh my god, Miley is on a wrecking ball, so crazy, right?" Here's a completely unrelated quote about Miley Cyrus that has something to do with the video that we're all going to quote as we play clips. <laughs> it's like, oh, Cyrus said something about Perk. Uh, so in yeah. terms of the, the weekend music videos, this was, um, I mean, we had a very big September, so we're well into October, and there it's a little more low-key, but we're still getting a lot of pretty still, awesome stuff. Still getting some biggins. One of the one of the one of the biggest videos of October was an Eminem video. We got an Eminem video this week, so mm-hmm. which is actually sitting at uh, one, pretty comfortably at one right now. And then um, yeah, very comfortably, mm, so comfortable. So should we go down the go down the top ten and talk a little bit? Yeah, about well, it? let's do it. Because we should mention that last week we talked about Britney Spears' "Work Bitch" as if it was going to be the top video of the week. Oh yeah, that's right. And, and then good old Rihanna and her and her ass. Swooped in, took that top spot from her. So by like a hundred thousand videos, it was. Views, yeah, it was a tight race. It was a tight race, considering there were two videos that were over ten million views each. This um, this Eminem video looks like it'll end somewhere around eight for the week, which is a which is a smaller week than his Berserk video. I think the rollout of the Berserk video was a lot bigger. Obviously, he didn't do any interviews with with uh, with. Kurt Herbstreet or or uh, Brett Musburger <laughs> for the release of the survival video. What'd you guys think of this one though? This one was also directed by Syndrome Studios. Well, just I mean, when we're talking about him doing press for 
for the Berserk videos, this video in a way is press. It's for Call of Duty Ghosts. Um, it's, got, it's got clips of Call of Duty. And they actually released, when they originally released the single, Survival, there was a flat-out commercial, like 30-second spot, for the Call of Duty game, which used this song. So this is definitely more of a music video, but it still kind of stays with that product placement and that and that and that tie-in with Call of Duty um, with the clips, with the projected clips on the wall that Eminem performs in front of. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of projection in this. Um, it's definitely a projection heavy, which makes sense because it's, I mean, it's a Call of Duty, you know, tie-in. So right. they've, they've got a, a syndrome has to find a way to incorporate that. So I think they did that, um, you know, rather well. And Eminem looks, Eminem is like the, this is like the grown-up Eminem version in this one. He just he looks. This is like the Bono version of Eminem. <laughs> I, I know exactly. Yeah, what you know mean. what I'm talking about? Like when, when yeah. I was like, oh my god! Like this this looks like the tooth. This looks like the Vertigo era Bono version of Eminem, which is a which is that's the only way I can describe it. But it's um, funny. It's the first like not many rappers stick around long enough. To reach the Bono level, <laughs> so it's, impressive. it's well, impressive that he got here. Definitely, yeah, because Bono is at a place where he's shown up in Arcade Fire videos, and he was on Letterman the other day, and Letterman asked him if he, they're going to have another album, and basically told him like, "We already did like ten albums. What do you guys want more for?" Why do you want to keep listening to us? <laughs> you, has, have you heard Bono's Bill Clinton impression? No, no. is he good? It's, it's pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on. Uh, we'll link that the show notes. <laughs> I'll write that down. Bill Clinton impression. Well, he hangs yeah. out with Bill Bill Clinton. No, that's the thing. They're out there like feeding poor people all over the place, and so they they spend enough time together. Mm-hmm. Um, so so, that, we, so we, we get what, a little way over the topic, just slightly, <laughs> just slightly digress. But this this video was it was uh, it was effective for sure. I think it did it, did the trick. Um, I think I liked the the last one a little bit better. But um, but no, this is still you know it it, it, it wasn't um, phoned in or anything like that. I think that he still showed up. So uh, and, and he's and he's a performer. So you know it, it it's always going to be that way. And you know Eminem is somebody who has kind of has never shied away from like you know pr- pr- tie-ins to things. Like you know Eight Mile is essentially. A tie into a, a movie, albeit his movie about him, him essentially, um, right. but it's, it was still a tie-in. So he he definitely knows how to do these kind of things. And as we've discussed many times on the podcast before, Eminem is very closely tied into, or, or, or you know, he's very hands-on with directors. Right. When, when he when he works with them, um, and he definitely seems to have a very clear idea of what he wants and what he what he doesn't want within the you know framework of what what a director envisions as well. So right. um, I think this was definitely in in line with that. It had, definitely had elements that reminded me of of, of a, you know the the Eight Mile era. Yeah, totally, totally. But it works, and and the and the song's not bad. It's it's definitely like, and this and this song will also appear on the Marshall Mathers LP too. So look out for that, um, as did as will Berserk. But um, Adam, what did you think? I, I don't have a whole lot to say about this one. I'm not wasn't really excited by it. Uh, I mean, it, it, like you guys said, it was effective as a, as a product placement, and it had some good tones to it. The dark uh, tones. Um, yeah, well, it was okay. It was decent. It did its job. 
I'm I'm definitely the resident Eminem fan on this pod. You pod. are the resident Eminem fan. You you have your opinion take, takes precedence over all of ours. It does. It, does. it matters the most. And but it I am the most. I am the resident Bono fan. So <laughs> right, right, right. And Adam <laughs> Alexander is the resident Bill Clinton fan. No, we're all we're all that. <laughs> we're all that. The Clinton, uh, Clinton Initiative. Um, who uh, we could talk about Bill Clinton all day, but we could move on to. It sounds like we want to move on to some other videos. I'm ready um, to talk about Good Time if you guys. <laughs> so let me do the intro to Good Time because I wrote the article about this and I had a lot of fun doing it. Um, so Paris Hilton, as we know, uh, has had some flirtations with being a singer before. What was her song called before? It was like 2007, 2008. We've got it up. I think we've got we've got another video for stars her. will sh- stars are blind. <laughs> yeah, stars uh, are blind. Got, we've got a different one. We've got nothing in the world, nothing in this world. Um, yeah, but stars are blind is the main one. Yeah, you're right. Um, so, so she tried before her last her last attempt was a lot more pop oriented, right? Right. It wasn't as. Um, we should go through a little bit of history here, and I outlined I'll link to the article that I wrote about this um, video in the show notes, but. Basically, Paris Hilton has been going on an experimental tear lately. I mean, she's always got... She's very much in the vein of the, you know, the Kardashians where she has, like, perfume lines and and she has tons of perfumes. And Um, also, she's famous for a homemade sex tape. Exactly, yeah. So she's very similar to that. But she's also, also, like, like, did, like, a DJ set at, like, a giant music festival in Brazil last year. And she was in a... She was cast in a K-pop video. She's been kind of bouncing all over the place and then in may the news i think caught uh, pretty much everybody off guard was that she was signed to cash money records which is the label that like lil wayne is on and birdman and i think his brother started um, yes big the big timers or uh, slim and baby actually that's right slim and baby are brothers and they started it the, and nikki the, is a, i think Nicki minaj is on cash money too is she, she is yeah. she is yeah, they've got some really huge acts, and they've kind of been been had some huge acts all the way since like juveniles. Ha! They they invented the term bling bling. Oh well, there we go. And I use that every day, so thank you. Right. So, um, you so now we've been kind of waiting to see what this looks like, and we are excited to see Hannah Lux Davis has um, been directing it, which is Hannah Lux Davis has been kind of a fixture, and London Alley Entertainment, the production company behind this video, has been a fixture on the top ten for months now pretty much and they do a lot with cash money and they do yeah they're very very have a very close relationship with cash money and, and it's a it's a very fruitful relationship so it was really interested in seeing this and um it turned out you know so the song i think is not going to surprise anybody i think it's it actually i was doing some work earlier today and i found myself humming to myself <laughs> are you having a good time so it's you know it's a catchy uh, song but... it's she's not a good singer she's not a good singer no, it's very no. treated very auto-tuned for sure oh, and, even, and even then and even then i mean i don't th- i think that this song probably works i mean people paid attention the i, I like the video but she, the but lyrics she, are pretty funny too she's actually. but she does not <laughs> she does not sing well which i think though i think i think electronic music suits that a little bit better than like pop music certainly does, but I, I it, there was a lot more singing than I expected um, on this song because I waited for the, I think they released a single before the video, but mm-hmm. I waited for the video to listen. How old is Paris Hilton now? I think she's like thirty two ish. Um, she's a few <laughs> oh, years yeah, older. That might be. That a- might a- be. Ancient. Um, ancient. <laughs> yeah, ancient. But yeah, actually, I think she definitely. Actually, I think I looked it up for the article. I think she is thirty two because around the time she really? was doing. Um, 
like the simple life and all that stuff. She was in her like thirty-two, like late twenties. Hey, thirty, thirty-two. There we go. So the video is, um, like I said, directed by Hannah Lux Davis, and you know, one of the things we've mentioned before that Hannah Lux Davis definitely knows how to do is um, styling. And Britney's, uh, sorry, uh, Paris Hilton is, you know, is appears in like eighteen different bathing suits in this video, and it's a and like the main kind of visual from it is this is this this bathing suit with like spiky jewels on it and stuff but you know it's it's a really colorful video um the dp is uh rob witt who works with the london nelly a lot and um they also added this uh i now i've never heard of this robot before but the uh, robot was awesome yeah it's so so all of a sudden it's it's this party video it's like a pool party or whatever and just all of a sudden, out of no warning whatsoever, this giant <laughs> robot comes up. But I was watching this for the first time. I was like, you know, I didn't expect that whatsoever. Oh. Yeah, it's totally cool. It's totally like something out of a Daft Punk video. It's actually really cool. Exactly, so- yeah. And and the, so the robot is named Cryoman. And if you go, we'll link to their website on here because the first thing you see on their website is this kind of mini documentary about Cryoman. And the, the people behind Cryoman take it so seriously. It's not like this, like party like robot you can rent for five bucks to come to your kid's birthday party it's like this it's like this this, they they view it as like this kind of performance art and it adds a really kind of weirdly surreal element to this video it's uh it's the uh the link for the five dollar party robot later (laughs) i think i want that i want that too i'm surprised you guys especially adam alexander i'm surprised that you don't know this because i know that you like to party and uh these these things show up at uh at like clubs and and stuff down here in South Florida pretty frequently. There's one at there's one at Mansion or Live, one of those two that that always shows up and shoots uh shit out of its arms. But is, but it, is it is it the canonical cryo man though? I don't know. It looks exactly like that though. Like it's this big giant thing that shoots out smoke from its arms. And then also there's a strip club called Scarlet's down here in South Florida that I took my my brother-in-law too for his bachelor party <laughs> it's the only time i've ever been there uh, i so swear mike b <laughs> yeah so we, we, i went with mike b my brother-in-law to, for his bachelor party me him and his bro and uh and we and there was there was one there and i'm pretty sure it was a stripper inside so that's my story i just, just brag we're just bragging that i've been to a strip club and seen naked speak, ladies uh, just to speak to your point there, Doug, and to clarify things, uh, I, I live in a town of 5,000 people. We have a, a legion and one bar. Okay. So, yeah, there's no club or party robots of any kind. <laughs> that's, that's, there's no party uh, robots at the legion? No, definitely <laughs> which, not. Which legion is it? Oh, it's like, it, it's just the thing, right? There's a like, legion. The, the legions are everywhere in Canada. They're, I don't yeah, even know. I don't know what this is. They're kind of like uh, you know um, ex-military uh, vets that they they have like a little bar kind of a thing and uh, like you can't wear a hat and uh, yeah <laughs> that's the one that's the perk you can't wear a hat they, they play pool and yeah okay and they play and they play there's no robot sometimes they, like a cannon outside that's like a monument <laughs> cool. but no robot man I'm spoiled I'm spoiled down here you're, you are spoiled. And in Durham, we we actually don't we we Durham is like Portland based, like a mini Portland basically. We don't have we don't have nightlife really. No. Um, we we have bars. We don't have clubs. I knew, uh, people would freak out at a robot, I think. But um, <laughs> the one thing that I wanted to mention here is that that this 
I think one of the pairings that people were really interested to see was Lil Wayne and Paris Hilton. Um, because actually Lil Wayne has referenced Paris Hilton relatively frequently in his raps and not always a, a um, in a flattering way. Yeah, as like a as like a it's a comparative, right? Yeah, a little bit. And she he mentions I um anyway. There's a few tracks that he kind of mentions her. It's not always in a really derogatory way, but he he he, he kind of you always he, sometimes he uses her as a, just a bridge to get to Nicole Richie, who he likes to does do like puns and wordplay on. Um, nice. But uh, so Lil Wayne is seen with Birdman in a in a stairwell in this, and. Doug, we, we, Doug, you and I have very different views on on Lil Wayne, but you know, he, he definitely he he has a role to play, right? In this, his role is to be supportive of, um, you know, this Cash Money Records new signee, and I think he does that really well. He's he, I've never seen a video with Lil Wayne, you know, no matter what the part is, where he's not at least like playing Lil Wayne and like you know bringing that you know yeah. regardless of what he feels about the the track or, or even what the kind of situation it is so he does he does a good job there okay <laughs> no <laughs> he's, he's fine I I just I mean if we're talking about my opinion of Lil Wayne I just don't think he he's a he's a he's good at rapping but as far as him like being <laughs> able to be be Lil Wayne in music videos I think he does a great job at that for sure and he's definitely like a like a, a character who like is fun to watch? I think he works very well in music videos. I just don't want to listen to him in music. Um, <laughs> but somebody, somebody I do want to listen to in music. You guys is Pusha T. How about y'all? Pusha, I wonder if Pusha T sells drugs. I, I mean, I never hear him mention it, but he doesn't ever talk about it. No, but he never. This is uh, the the Pusha T album. My name is my name. I have been very much excited about the release of this album and uh and i was not disappointed by it i thought it was really great i think pusha t um in kind of like that hardcore like drug rap he's basically the best the best who does it and uh his features on like like kanye west tracks have always been really really entertaining he's i think he's really good he's he's only gotten better like from back um in like the late 90s when he was with uh clips um, he was a, he was a good rapper, and you know they did a lot of stuff with the Neptunes and that kind of thing, and, and they had some big singles. But the stuff he's doing now is is really like it's really good. I, I really enjoy it, and I and I like the the whole vibe of it. And I think that that vibe is is mirrored really well in the Sweet Serenade video that was the third most popular this week, directed by Colin Tilly. What'd you guys think of this video? Well, we should mention it's another London Alley production, two and three. That. And you did, and we did. And so, what'd you, what'd you guys think? What'd you guys think? Come on, it was so great, right? You guys loved it. Well, one of, I, one of the first things I usually notice about a video is the is the lighting and the colors and stuff like that. And I thought I like the the whole black light thing. It's not something that's used um, a whole lot, although uh, I've seen it before and it was effective in this video. They kind of had the crazy possessed girl eyes that, in the black light. It was cool. It was a cool video. Yeah, I liked it. And the, another video that kind of had this look was another Colin Tilly directed video um, for Big Dipper. Uh, right. And that was both of the those videos were shot uh, by uh, uh, Nico Wisnet. And so I hope I'm saying his last name right. Uh, so it makes sense. Both directed by Colin Tilly and shot by Nico. And they're... Um, uh, 
yeah, they're really. I, I think they're they're both kind of. I, I really the the. The Big Dipper video is a lot more narrative. This Sweet Serenade video kind of relies on just that look and uh, performance of Pusha T and, of course, beautiful ladies in butts. But uh, well, um, I think the, the the use of the effect here is interesting because, <clears throat> I mean, growing up in South Florida, the beach at night, it, the setting of the beach at night is kind of an interesting one um, in terms of just like, I don't I don't know what i'm trying to say but it's 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 a weird it's a weird setting because you have like it the moonlight is really intense on the beach if you've never yeah. been to like a beach at night and it's almost like even if it's pitch black if the, if the moon is out you can see things and it's it's i, I can definitely see it the, the the look that they have here is almost like a stylized version of that because they're definitely not just in some random place where they're glowing they're glowing in the dark they're on a beach specifically they, they i mean a lot of some of the video takes place around you know one of those lifeguard huts which you, you'll see you know everywhere down in south florida and i'm sure wherever they're referencing um or wherever this was shot as well um so it, it definitely has like a as far as like an atmosphere this video creates creates one really really well marina del mar i believe is where this video was shot it's in california yes right. in california um, so I think that's, I mean, that's, it's, it definitely is like a really, it's a really atmospheric video for me, which is an interest, really interesting direction to go, I think, for a rap video. You, you, I mean, that's, you you may expect that from like a, you know, like electronic video or, or something like that, or like a, a folk video, but for a rap video, it's a, it's a fun direction to go. Yeah, and it's and the song's kind of eerie, and I think I think the video's kind of got that eerie vibe to it too, and uh, you know it's got like a, it's got an R and B hook, a Chris Brown hook, but like the lyrics um, are not very like they're not like soothing lyrics from Pusha T. He brings it like he always does, and so I think that the kind of eerie vibe of the of the video kind of helped reflect that for sure. So this was another good one. But uh, yeah. Pusha T, I always expect him to have nice soothing lyrics. <laughs> well, whatever. This is so called Sweet Saturday. <laughs> so that's true. That is uh, an interesting title for a song for for Pusha yeah, T. I w- it is. I would have expected the song to be like drugs. I sell them. The I sell them would be in parentheses. Right. I get that. Um. I get. I get that. And can you does. record that track, uh, Adam? <laughs> I would like to see drugs I saw. I'll do a verse. I'll do a verse. Out fair home. I'll do 16, 16 bars. I can come up with that. Give me a few weeks. I'll come up with some raps. That's all it takes. A um, few weeks. I really um, want to talk about Tamale, though. Let's do it. I'm I'm ready and set and to go. <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed this is only at four. Not, not no, no, nothing against the top three. No. Um, but it's... Uh, Actually, it's it's right behind Sweet Serenade, but I thought this was such an amazing video. Um, it's also like the it's also like the sixth sim uh, single off an album that is like six months old. That's so. true. Yeah, it's definitely like I actually was kind of shocked they were, they were going to make a video for this. I'm not shocked, but I was I was like, oh, I'm I'm glad they're Pleas- making a video for pleasantly it. Pleasantly surprised, right? Probably yeah, yeah, pleasantly surprised. surprised. And this is uh, uh, directed by Wolf Haley, who is Tyler the Creator. Um, his director alias, so he directs he directs most of his own videos, and uh, this one's a, a high energy, a lot of fun, really funny video, right, guys? Yeah, and there's been such like a, a progression of videos from like you know Yonkers or or even before that, all the way up to this video, and I think the IFHY video 
is definitely a precursor to this. Not as not as funny, but um, no. But the "I fucking hate you" video is is one of my favorite videos of the year. That is an unbelievable video, and Tamale builds on that kind of the. I mean, it's from the same album. It, it builds on that the color and like the surrealism of it. Um, sure, definitely. I mean, you look, the, you look at the 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 screenshot of it, and, and it's Tyler, you know, in his room with this giant book with a giant, um, you know, bottle of. Uh, of hand hand lotion, <laughs> yeah, right, right, which is not it, which is not needed for ashy ashy knuckles at all. But and, yeah, but the um, you know, the thing about this video is there's when I heard Tamale on the the album, um, golf. What is it called? Uh, the Tyler hmm. album, golf. Well, no, Wolf. Wolf. Sorry. Um, I thought it was a catchy track, or you know, a, a, I liked it, but I I didn't really get it until I saw this video. This is one of those videos that 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 fills in information or fills in a feeling that I really didn't get at all. I think it, it really kind of completes a picture for me on this track. The track for you? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So this yeah. is actually one of the rare moments where uh, where the big video releases collide with uh, the Fringe world. This was probably my favorite video this week, actually. I loved it. I like yeah. all his videos, so like starting with Yonkers. The, like just, like he just gets videos... Yeah, definitely. And, uh, and has like a really unique approach to them too. Yeah, he's great. He's definitely great. And the and one one thing we should quickly talk about, there's a really interesting moment in this and there it's um it's a it's a scene that's censored and there's some text on it that says that we're which is essentially <laughs> Tyler claims that he was forced to censor something out. And then it right from that it 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 cuts to him jumping up and down, a, a, a miniature Tyler jumping up and down on a girl's giant ass as she lays out on the on the beach. And then under that it says, but this shit was fine or something like that. <laughs> so um, this shit is allowed, yeah. Right, right. So we did, a little, we, we did a little bit of investigating, and by that I mean we wrote a single email to see if we could... <laughs> To see if we could find out what what was censored out of the video, and uh, and the uh, the person we wrote that email to was not able to tell us, um, was sworn to secrecy. My here's my guess though, you guys, and tell me what you think. I think that there, I think there's nothing there. I think that, that I think there's nothing there too. I think that the point is to say, like th- like it, the idea was okay. Let's say we had to get something censored out, and then sent and put it there and then we'll cut to me jumping on a butt and we'll say that this that this shit was fine because it still makes the overall point i don't think i don't think i don't think tyler the creator gets anything censored from his music videos if it it, it would be my guess but to play another side of this it's censored for in music video seconds a a relatively long time this Mm -hmm. is not just like like a one second thing this is a, a significantly chunk of a verse, and it's definitely sent something out. You can tell it, it's two people dancing around, and they yeah. and, and then one of them they look like they have like overalls or something on. Right. No, I saw that too. And like, so my my guess, and like I said, obviously this is a complete guess. They just shot some ridiculous footage of like Tyler dancing around in overalls, and then censored <laughs> that. And they were like, "Hey, we weren't allowed to play this," and really it was nothing. Nobody told them because. Tyler, unlike any artist, despite the labels he signed to, he's still adding. He still gets to upload his videos to the, to the, um, to the, uh, to his own YouTube account. You know, he doesn't have a Vivo. He's he's definitely a, an artist who is 
making his own choices. Obviously, he's directing his own videos, that kind of thing. Um, you can tell that he, that he's heavily involved in all this stuff, and he's he pushes the envelope all the time. I, I just don't I don't see anyone getting in his way in a music video. So that's why I think, and I also think he's always kind of one step ahead of everybody, and so. I like your theory, Doug. I think I agree. And b basically, just in watching the video, uh, there's all kinds of different. He's addressing censorship and a lot of the uh, the themes, like the homophobia that he's been uh, kind of, you know, all the press has been judged has been basically speaking to that homophobic stuff. And the giant book has homophobic as the uh, one of the main titles on it. Yeah, I, I think that fits in. He he's always addressing those topics that that people kind of crucify him for. He knows those. And this video yeah. is full of those little messages. I don't think there's anything censored. Yeah, it, it, it could be. And, you're, and, and Adam, that's a great point about how, like, it isn't just, like, a quick moment. It is a significant portion of the video um, that, that is taken up by, by nothing but, but fuzziness and text. So maybe they did, they did cut something out. They definitely shot something there. Mm. I just don't. I just don't know if what they shot is is necessarily illegal or, or not allowed. No, it's it's true because you know who is you're right, Doug. I don't know who like who who would be censoring Tyler and why and why. Right, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Um, but I don't think he's a liar either. So maybe hmm. who knows? The golf scene in that video is one of my favorite like scenes so of any. The guy just going nuts throwing the clubs and then try to jump on the cart. It's. It's just one of those like, um, kind of surreal scenes where you know all the golf clubs are painted red, and so is the golf cart, and his you know what he's wearing is kind of tied into that. It's you know one of those things that that you know if two a few bunch of teenagers you know could go out and, and film you know something like that, but Tyler brings it to like a whole different level through like the, the attention to detail, like how every little element is kind of put together, even the, the choice of the guy who, you know, is going nuts with the clubs. Um, yeah. And he, when he went, he, I mean, he, he is a ridiculous self promoter and, you know, counted down the entire day, you know, until they released his video. And he was so adamant about telling everybody about all the different like, uh, elements that he had kind of slaved over with the people making this video about you know that he even talked about the color of the blue pillow at the end scene about how they spent hours trying to get that you know the correct hue so um, I mean he's somebody that that really is heavily invested in, in videos so I think they're they're worth a, a close close look Definitely, definitely. I think the, the, the really another thing to mention is the is the post production, the the special effects, because they're always really good in his videos, and the giant cat riding and the trampoline, <laughs> everything is shot. Yeah. Like the effects are really well done. Like uh, just like they look good, they look really great. Yeah, and and he collaborates um, uh, frequently with uh, Luis Perez, who is a really talented. Um, uh, uh, actually, I think it's Luis Perez. I'm sorry. A really talented um, uh, director of photography. He he pretty much shoots all of Tyler's videos. He works a lot with um, you know big, big name directors like Hype Williams and Matt Alonso. So um, uh, he's also a big part of that. I think um, they they work together a lot. And um, he's got a good. So team. yeah, I think think it, yeah, it's a good scene behind him for sure, for sure. And uh, 
Yeah, super great video. Lots of fun video. <laughs> the Lots one that is on, the next one on the list is one that um, directed by our, our, our friend of the site, DJ Bronner at uh, um, Anthem Films. Mm-hmm. And this was one that I did not see coming at all. It is it is surprising, <laughs> surprising. Uh, and that's Panic at the Disco, Girls, Girls, Boys, <laughs> which is a which is a blow for blow remake. I don't I don't know if shot for shot is the tech tech the right. Uh, terminology because it's a single shot video, but it's it's a it's an identical remake to the what many consider the mo- the sexiest video of all time, D'Angelo Untitled. How does it feel? Um, which <laughs> is D'Angelo did this honestly. The, the when D'Angelo when that song came out, when that video came out, D'Angelo was like in like in the peak in the peak shape of all time, like just and he's just like sweating and greasy the whole video and like you know it was it was a sexy ass video and and i think that i mean this panic of the disco video is is pretty sexy too for sure but it's it's just yeah i'm pretty surprised they did this too it was uh uh, i did an interview with dj that should be coming out tomorrow about this video it definitely was an idea that the band came to him with (laughs) And it's not like DJ was like, "Hey, let's strip you naked, right?" And then have you re- have you reenact D'Angelo's? How does it feel? Um, I I think he pulls it off, though. Uh, what's the, what's the guy's name from Panic at the Disco? Brandon, you come on, guys. I don't know. Sorry. No, or do I? <laughs> um, but the thing is, that the the, temp, the the two songs, Untitled and and Girls, Girls, Boys, could not be any different, more <laughs> yeah. different in terms of like tempo. Um, I just, and, and you know, remaking that video is, is such a funny move because I think it's one that everybody remembers, but it's it's definitely not one of those ones that gets put up at, as like you know a classic music video at like the you know music video like you know museum exhibits or, or something like that. <laughs> it's just it's it's not one that you know it's not like ah ah take on me or or you know any of those other ones. But it's definitely one like I definitely remember when it came out. I was in high school and I was like, oh my! Because they around this video on MTV did so many um, reaction shots from like other rappers and stuff like that. They I, they did all sorts of things where like the video would be playing, and the other like rappers would be like, oh my god, I can't believe they did this. It was just something <laughs> that they milked like to the bitter end on MTV when yeah. it came out. Uh, uh, Brandon Yuri is the name of the guy, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, um, in this. And he's so he uh, like when I when I first saw this video start, I'm like, oh my god, why would he put himself like why would you even like bring up this comparison to yourself? <laughs> and, and and because even like even D'Angelo had trouble living it down. Like like ten years later, he's kind of revived himself. Um, now and he does a lot of work with the Roots and that kind of thing. I think they might even have an album or work, be working on an album together. But they definitely like tour and perform together a lot. But he like he went through a time where he put on a ton of weight and he like <laughs> ate a lot of Haagen Dazs. He said and like had trouble like he had trouble like distancing himself like from like comparing himself to the old version of himself. So the fact that like. Like uh, Yuri, like was able to bring himself like to do this, but I think that like the dude's in great shape too, right? Like he's he's got like abs, and like I feel like that like I don't know what the heck to call it, but like this uh, I can't believe I'm gonna say this, but like 
like the the V thing is like a very important. Oh my God. It's a very important <laughs> element. Listen, guys, it's important. If he didn't have that, I couldn't be in this video. Is my point. I'm missing. <laughs> I'm. I have no V, and I can't. I can't pull this off. But I feel like. I mean, dudes, dudes definitely like seen a gym before, and so <laughs> I think because of that. Oh Jesus! I talked about. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna save you from that, and just mention that that D'Angelo. You just jogged my mind on this. D'Angelo has one of those albums, like Chinese Democracy, where it's sort of like this fabled album. I mean, the, the Voodoo, which the song is from, came out in 2000, uh, 13 years ago. And he hasn't put out another studio album since. So if we're talking about you know not being able to kind of live down an image, I mean, D'Angelo has had... I mean, he's done other things, definitely, but he hasn't been able to put out another record um, and he has a another album that's sort of rumored, and you know maybe it did come out. I think maybe it I, came he, out. He was definitely getting like I know Questlove was tweeting about him a lot, and he was definitely doing a lot of stuff with the Roots. But like, and what I remember hearing about this about the D'Angelo video is that that like wasn't wasn't really his style either like he wasn't he he didn't go to a director and say hey let's do a naked video of me it was kind of like you know brought to him and he they eventually like convinced him this is what i heard because yeah, voodoo is like a classic album voodoo. yeah definitely and it's not like it's not a video where it's just like oh, i got a dick like it's <laughs> it's like uh it's a it's a really good like like that was such a great era for like for for like R&B albums like that like there were there's like so many classic R&B albums that came out from, from that time and I definitely think this is one of them but it's not like it's not like dick music it's like music that's like you know uh like a little bit more uh like not 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 overly sexualized and so um I finally remember that era because uh at that time I was taking the bus to and from school and we and we had a 45 minute bus ride and the we were the only bus out of the entire school that had a, a bus with a sound system. Nice. So we used to listen to 99 Jiggy Jams. Um, <laughs> and the song I remember definitely from that era is like, remember like 112 Peaches and Cream? Yeah. Um, and all, you know, like definitely those types of songs and like early, early, early Ludacris, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and like rap, like rappers would always have like get one or two songs on their album where it just had had R&B singers, this was their love song. <laughs> it would be like the second or third single off the album, always. They'd either get like, like you say, like 112, sometimes they get a guy like D'Angelo, maybe Mary J. Blige, but like, it was just like the standard, what they would all do. Like, depending on what label they were on, would be who, which R&B act they got <laughs> to like be on their album. It's like, oh, you're on So So Deaf? Jagged Edge, all set and ready for you. And so... Here they are. They've been waiting at the studio all day. <laughs> right, they just sit there at the studio waiting to sing hooks. Oh, and gosh, if you were lucky enough to be on Aftermath, you would get the king the king of the R&B hook. God rest his soul, Mr. Nate Dog would be would be ready for you ready for you to talking about smoking weed every day and uh and all that great stuff anyway i think i think they i think they pull this off um this panic at the disco it's a fun video, video. Yeah. yeah i think they pull it off i think they do it i think they do it well now adam uh, did they was was this video as big in canada as it was in the u.s the d'angelo uh, the D- yeah, the D'Angelo one or the yeah, Panic. The, the D'Angelo one. 
Um, I, I'm not myself familiar with uh, with the video, um, but I was so, so definitely I was elsewhere in the '90s. I was doing my own thing, so I was uh, pretty out of the whatever was on MTV loop. There's a lot of meth, there's a lot of meth involved in Adam's past. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, speaking cool. of Canada, and speaking of speaking of the past, speaking, well, yeah. Yeah, this is the, the the number six on the chart is something that's that I, I am very glad to see on the chart and there's uh uh Canadian recording artist Bare Naked Ladies. Um which I know Canadians have a, a, a sort of a probably a love hate relationship, right, Adam? I loved them when I was fourteen <laughs> and I've since sort of progressed. I actually got to see them perform uh two years ago at a at a gala and uh that they were they're good i mean they're good they're good live they're good performers and uh and that they are what they are right so yeah I, and this video is great too i i should say not a huge fan of the song but an excellent video yeah i i've seen Naked ladies live many times um and this video when it came out i was surprised that it came out because the the album that the odds are is from came out and i i i gave it one listen through and i just couldn't stand it i thought it was a awful album and you know they, they're they are foursome now they've done two albums as a foursome Stephen Page is uh you know one of the pri- you know primary singers and songwriters of the band is gone um which is important to note but um so this video came out and you know the brand new ladies are known as funny guys um that's kind of one of their the main traits of the band and this video kind of re- made me realize how they haven't really made a lot of good music videos. I mean, I'm looking at their kind of music video catalog and I can count one or two that I would count as like really good music videos. The rest I would count as really mediocre. Which, what are the good ones? Wind it up? uh, No, no. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I would say like, I mean the the classic one of course is like, is one week that, and, but they were, they were kind of around at the, at the height of the Mick G kind of music video era and kind of got sucked in that machine. Um, I would say, um, uh, where, where is it? Too Little Too Late, directed by Philip Harder, is a really good music video, as well as um, another postcard is, is, is all right. But the rest of them are really kind of mediocre. Um, even the ones from, you know, when they were at, like, their, their heyday, like Call and Answer and, and uh, um, Falling for the First Time and stuff like that, just kind of mediocre videos. Because they, I don't think they really like used Bernie Ladies in a in the in the the correct way. So this one is directed by Rooster Teeth, which is um, they kind of take the collective directing credit, even though they're they're a large kind of company based out of Austin, Texas, that does all sorts of stuff, not just videos, um, but they're kind of like a media company. So this video takes is kind of centered on a newscast um, where Bernie Ladies play members of the newscast and. As it's going on, you know, all this, uh, like, meteors are coming down, aliens are taking over the world, zombies, you know, come up out of the ground. It's sort of like an apocalypse thing. But these guys, these newscasters are, you know, uh, really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Optimistic. Uh, optimistic, right. And this is the first ladies video I think has ever been made that kind of gets the details correct and, gets, and, and puts them in a situation where they're able to... Um, 
you know, play characters and and do it in a really f- funny way. So, uh, you know, I've never heard of Rooster Teeth before, honestly. Um, but I really hope we see some more work, work from them um, in the future because they definitely know what they're doing. Um, cool. I think I think that I didn't even know what these guys looked like before before watching this video. <laughs> it's been a while. I didn't remember. I get them confused with Smash Mouth. Oh, that's that's terrible. No, no I feel no. like uh, I've always kind of wondered about this, but I feel like bare naked ladies have a better re- reception in the U.S. than they do here. I don't know if that's accurate, but or that people have just been more forgiving of them longer <laughs> than in Canada. Is that ac- like? Do people still really like the bare naked ladies a lot in the states? Well, no. I mean, well, look at it. It's the number six on the on yeah, the chart. Yeah, that's what it's I mean. I, so- I'd like to see a, a breakdown of Canada views versus well, U.S. Well, just views. to give you a little bit of 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 a, of a of a benchmark, like I was going to see them on, like you know, they had the the big album Stunt in 1998, and then. Mm-hmm. Um, Maroon in 2002 and then in, when I was in college this is like 2004 2002, 2003, 2004 they had you know their third album which was Everything to Everyone and but so by this time they, had, they hadn't had a really large hit since like one week but they were still playing stadiums I mean they were yeah. they had an entire stadium tour where they were filling up you know the same you know around the same time that U2 was playing stadiums they were playing stadiums as well I mean they're still a, like a, a big kind of dr- act draw as an act or kind of a, a, a money draw and it's all on their tour now they're playing you know larger venues um, they're playing the same venues that um, you know if they come through Raleigh you know they play the the, the uh, Redhead Amphitheater which most of the larger acts play so yeah it's interesting you know because um Panic at the Disco is also a band that kind of went away for a bit and came back, and they and they seem to maintain their popularity. But like when you think about it, like Tyler the Creator is in, when I think of like someone who's a, a big presence on tw- on Twitter and like has a lot of like that cult kind of following. Tyler the Creator is a perfect example of that. And these guys were, you know, uh, three thousand views, roughly four thousand views shy of what his video was so despite like the, that distance yeah. between their their heyday they've definitely like either held on to those fans or you know they're both those... kind of cult following bands too though like the people that the people that like Bare Ladies that like Panic at the Disco they don't just like them they they live and sleep Panic at the Disco you know what I mean like that's yeah. the kind of band the, both of them are really but even if yeah. you know Bare Ladies are, are kind of a, not a punchline but they're kind of forgotten in terms of the mainstream it's you know they were really pioneered pioneers of a lot of things that that were really big in the in the 2000s so like they're the first band that i ever was a fan of that had a blog for instance nice um, they're the first band that i ever remember having a podcast um they're also the first band that i remember you know in like 2002 you could go to their show and walk out the before you walked out the door you could get you could get a USB stick of the entire show. Um Did they um did they did they ever do a cruise? They were the, actually the first band that I ever remember doing a cruise and it was just them. It was literally the Bare Naked Ladies cruise. And this was before. I mean this is like 2003. Um you know before and before like cruises became really really big in like 2006 2008 you know yeah um so the, i mean they've definitely really been on the the cutting edge of a lot of things uh which is you know 
it doesn't really speak to the quality of their their music, but they definitely have. I think a, a little bit of their popularity and longevity has been attributed to you know them being able to stay on top of 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 you know trends and where things are going. Makes sense. I'll but buy that. Yeah. So that's but that's I, I, I could talk about that all all night. So I'll I'll shut myself up. But Stop. I just I, the one thing that I do want to mention is that um, Kevin Hearn the the um, the guy who plays the weatherman, he's the keyboardist, and he's the guy who, when he joined the band, uh, he uh, had leukemia, and he's like a he's like a really like um, shy guy. He's like notoriously shy. So it's just funny that you can tell like he's really uncomfortable with being the weatherman or even being in this video, um, and it, and I think that uh, it adds a little little bit of an element to it. Like you can. He's. You can tell he's like half like trying to play a character and half like please get me out of here, um, and it's it's kind of funny. Sweet. Well, that that was a pick of the week. That was one of our uh, that was one of our best new music video picks. As was Tamali by Tyler the Creator. I think we should talk about some of these other ones that were our best new music video picks. What do you guys say? Let's do it. Yeah, I'm in. Sweet. What do you guys? Um, what what? Um, there were some good staff picks by our staff <laughs> this week. I think we should talk about it kind of started the week off pretty well. Um, and that's Greasy Love by Finlay. Is that how you say it, uh, Adam Alexander? I would say so. I'm not 100% Ooh. on that one, though. I'm not familiar with her, to be true. It's a great track, though. It's a really great Rough Mercy-directed video. And so let's chat about it. I, I think uh, um, that Rough Mercy definitely has a style. He does like a... You know, kind of darker. He's typically done hip hop videos, and he does more dark, dark style videos. And then he does, um, you know, kind of his trademark animation over top of it. And I feel like this is um, this is probably my favorite of the Rough Mercy catalog. Uh, what do you guys say about that? I definitely like his style. Uh, I think most recently it was the uh, the Danny Brown uh, ODB. Is that correct? Would that be the last yeah. video that he did? I think that's. I think it's the one he did. Um, I, I like I said, I like his style, and, and I've only seen the two videos by him. I thought it was interesting to see it applied to a different genre. Um, yeah. Both were good. I don't know. Does he always do this? That it's could the be. An- the animation is definitely like this animation thing is even the videos he doesn't direct he's done um some animation on a couple of David M Hellman videos as well and they all kind of share this um kind of animation style you know putting stuff on the teeth and over their eyes and kind of around them using using the 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 video footage as a canvas for his animation that's definitely his style and yeah, that's so cool and I think that this is a good example of a video that doesn't rely on the effects to make it, you know. Finley still great, gives like a really, I mean, a performance that could have probably stood on its own without the effects, but the effects kind of add to it. Um, you know, I think a lot of times we see videos where the the artist kind of hides behind the effects, and this is this was a really fun example of those two elements kind of working together. Sure, definitely, definitely. Um, but it was and the, the you know the color and the image and the you know with the with the stark white on top of the really you know like uh, saturated you know pinks and reds and stuff was uh, it was fun it was um, you know the, those graphic really graphic intensive videos I, I feel like we don't see a lot of those anymore so when one comes down the pipe it's always exciting yeah definitely it's um it's got it it's got a little bit of um 
it, it, Rough Mercy stuff always reminds me of some of the um, brother stuff that they put out occasionally. It definitely reminds me a lot of their Miss Mister video, but um, it's definitely I, I really I did I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good good beginning to the week. It was one of the first videos added added this week. So Doug, you picked the um, I believe. Uh, song by uh, Basic Vacation. Uh, tell us a little bit about that pick. Sure, uh, I believe by Basic Vacation is a uh, it's video that um, it's got some effects in there. Basically, you're you're watching um, kind of it, it starts out with a performance of the band kind of at a bar and stuff, and and the, there kind of begins to be like some dream like elements, and you begin to kind of find out that there's like a guy and a girl asleep and each of them are what you're seeing at this bar kind of club area is their dream um being played out and so you see elements in their room and, and stuff kind of showing up in their in the dream sequence and um and uh that's what happens in this music video hmm. what did you what did you uh what did you guys think of this one did you enjoy it i liked it a lot yeah Sweet. um it was a good one. It's a, it's one of the a rare performance based videos, or or has elements of performance based videos. I guess definitely, picked. yeah. And it's it's directed by uh, Chris Greidner uh, and Tim Nakashi. Greider, Greider, Greider. <laughs> I got I got Tim's last name right though. Tim Nakashi. I said it right. So um, both of them, uh, Chris, Tim, Tim. You guys, anyone who's listened to this podcast. For a while, uh, listen to our interview with Tim Nakashi. was one of the very first interviews that we ever did. And uh, Tim was a great sport for our shitty, shitty questions back then. Um, and, and Chris recently directed a video that I really enjoyed as well that I'm going to slow down my talking for. So I read up Small Pools Daydreaming, which was also a really, really cool video that I really enjoyed. Um, both both the Small Pools video and this Basic Vacation are like performance-style videos that incorporate uh, like effects-heavy narrative. Um, and uh, I like it. You know, we talked to Brian uh, Brian Schlom and Tim Nakashi back to back two years oh, hey. two, two years ago this month. Wow, how about that? And Schlam, I, I guess how you say it, Brian Schlam directed one of our picks of this week as well. Cruel Cities by Augustines, formerly known as We Are Augustines. That's still their Twitter handle. Um, and this was another really great video. I really enjoyed it, which is why we staff picked it. Um, oh, and, takes- and they changed their name. They did. They switched it from "We Are Augustines" to "Augustines." So, and they were they were they were Augustines first, and then they switched to "We Are Augustines." And now this new album that "Cruel City" comes off of is now they're now called Augustines again. So now you know. Uh, so this video takes place in London. It was shot over a week. There are no actors in this video. Everybody in this video is. Um, actual London resident and it's like an off the cuff style video and it focuses on a taxi driver um, and it's just like a, it's a it, you know it's it's simple from that perspective it kind of uh, the story is kind of told through the characters in the video the the, um, the taxi driver is kind of like an older guy you know he's seen like you see him interacting with people in his taxi you see him interacting with people at restaurants and stuff and he seems like a like he just seems like a super nice guy. Like I want to meet him and talk to him and ask him cool questions about London. So I found this video really fascinating for that reason because I'm sure if you lived in London and you like know it really well, um, 
you know, you'd 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 kind of have a different perspective of it. But London is this kind of mysterious city that that I have I've never really experienced before. So it was an interesting view viewpoint of it. I share that opinion. I think I've never been there either, and so you think like you've I, never been there? And I could have in a previous life. I could have been a a, a general taxi driver. Europe, Europe, London. just the the whole concept of Europe just fascinates me. <laughs> the whole of Europe as a construct. Well, just the just, fact that like you can like from the distance. If I went to you know Raleigh International Airport down the road here, and I hopped in a plane, and I went to like Atlanta. That's probably like the distance I could I could I could do fly the same distance from London and be in like France or Germany. That just sure. blows my mind. Right. And they have. You, the, you they think have, it's train? What's that? Yeah, you could take a uh, yeah. You could take a train or whatever. I guess. Um, <clears throat> but you know, even even you know the fact that like f- fifteen years ago that they were all using different money. <laughs> and you, they had, had like different phone systems and stuff like that. If you if you had a cell phone that worked in Germany, you'd go across the border to France, and it wouldn't work anymore. Just like the the the, the economies of space, yeah, um, are very none of these none of these things are addressed in this music video. But <laughs> <laughs> there's this, no scene, there's no scene of a guy going across the border and be like, "Fuck my, my, my phone, phone yeah, throwing his Motorola phone <laughs> against the wall." <laughs> Product product placement. <laughs> yeah, right, totally. <laughs> uh, uh, so I think we should uh, get into our, our our picks of the week, or our favorites, our favorites of the week, uh, guys. What do you think? I'm Nick. down. That's cool. What do you? What is? What is? What was your favorite? Uh, one of you. I think uh, I think Adam, you got to take this one. Well, my favorite was Tamale, the Tyler, the Creator one. So I'll jump down to my number two, which would be the uh, Poli- Polisa, is how you, is how you pronounce that, Polisa's video for Warrior Lord, which was directed by Isaac Gale and David Jensen. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with this band, they're kind of a, a dark electronic pop kind of thing, and they use auto-tune and vocoder effects on the female vocals all the time. So actually, it's usually I, I like to use this band when people are bashing auto-tune effects on vocals. I'll often grab a song from Polisa and play it for them. And, and usually they'll say, oh, that's not as bad as insert Lil Wayne or whoever you'd like to insert. <laughs> so yeah, um, just a, a really great video. I'm not sure if you guys saw this one. but uh, I didn't I didn't see this. I, I should see great. it. Yeah. And Polisa, yeah, that's really good. Police is good too. They did one uh, with Nabil not too long ago. Pretty violent video. Yeah, really good actually. I gotta check this one out. Police, uh, Warrior Lord. Um, I'm a Warrior uh, Lord. So true. What about you, Fairhome? What you, what was your fave of the week? I'm with Adam. My Tamale was was my favorite of the week, and I also enjoyed the Barenaked Ladies one. So I'm gonna move down the list here. And actually, I, instead of my pick of the week, I'd like to. Mentioned one that I just wanted to mention in general, um, and that is one that came out today. Doug and I, you and I, were talking about this video earlier, and it is um, "Jump the Gorge" by Two Ton Bug. Did you see this one, Adam? <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> this is a music video, and I've never heard of Two Ton Bug, and it's directed by Jesse uh, Goldsbury and Johnny Weiss. Um, and, and the entire video, which only spans four minutes and thirty seconds, is an entire parody of, a, of an episode of Saturday Night Live, um, and it takes you from like the opening 
like the opening skit to the um like the credits through like the weekend update to the through the digital short all the way to the end um even with like the like the interstitials and the and you know the bumpers and all sorts of stuff everything that you could possibly you know pinpoint as a trope with Saturday Night Live is is referenced here and uh i thought it was i thought it was entertaining um especially cuz the, there's one guy and i'm not even sure if he's in the band or not he's he's got a mustache <laughs> he's you see the guy of, at the beginning of the video yeah he's got at the beginning who's talking talking about ice cream and uh <laughs> <laughs> I don't see him doing any band-related activities throughout the video, but he's really good in it. Yeah, he's he's, he's funny, and he kind of carries the whole thing. And I should mention that uh, Jesse uh, Goldsberry and Johnny Weiss are called Many Many Hearts as a directing duo. And uh, yeah, I just thought that was a I thought that was a a, a funny video and a, and a unique a unique concept. It is funny and unique. Um, my favorite of the week, I think, is probably this Of the Night by Bastille. Did you guys watch this one? Directed by <laughs> Dave Ma. Mm-hmm. Directed yeah. by Dave Ma, shot by Larkin Seeple. Um, uh, this video is really, really interesting. Kind of a dark and weird video, but it's also kind of funny in a little in a little bit. Like, uh, it's got, I, I think he's like a homicide detective. He's definitely like a cop who's who's investigating the death of people who most of them seem to have died pretty violently. I guess some of them committed suicide, but there's definitely some some violent-looking deaths, and he's um, he's investigating these deaths, and as he does so, the corpses are uh, lip-syncing the lyrics of the song, and so uh, it's pretty creepy in that sense, but it's also pretty funny to see kind of these dead, lifeless bodies just moving their mouths along to the lyrics of the song. And um, it's, uh, yeah, it really, really enjoy this video. Dave Ma, obviously, a really great director. Um, Larkin Siebel is really great director of photography, so good combo there. Um, this is definitely, yeah, I think this is my favorite of the week. Cut, the cut, copy, free your mind might be a close second. I think that was a really interesting video as well. But, um, but this of the night one is my fave. Uh, of the night is one of those ones that I really want to see in a movie theater. Yeah, man. That's 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 a great point. It kind of reminds me a little bit of um, the Simon Kesh directed uh, Stamina by Vitalik, which also uh, kind of follows a detective who's investigating the deaths of a lot of people. Those people don't sing the lyrics of the songs; they're just dead. But um, kind of like the the recurring theme of seeing like uh, several people dead and being investigated through a music video that definitely had kind of reminded me of that and that is a video that we've seen on the big screen at South by Southwest as it won South by Southwest music video category last year uh, so had some it reminded me of that a little bit but yeah I, I totally agree I think this would be a great video uh, to look on a big screen hopefully it gets um, hopefully it gets submitted to like the LA Music Video Fest or something like that so we go check it out on, in a theater can I add something to that video too? Actually, uh, sure. just I'd like to mention that that one is actually uh, I, I'm not sure if entirely, but at least in part, it's a cover of uh, Corona's "The Rhythm of the Night," which is oh like yeah, a, which is a huge '90s dance staple. And uh, one of the things that I find it's that's starting to happen now is that the indie world likes to uh, to kind of you know bring back stuff that's considered retro, and and now I think we're getting to the point where. Where retro constitutes uh, stuff even like 
newer than the 80s. So we're seeing yeah. them borrowing from the 90s more and more. And this was a perfect example. But I can't say that I've seen one of these dance mix tracks covered before. So th- I thought that was really interesting to hear uh, to hear something from that period get a, an indie treatment. That was cool. Yeah, you're right. It definitely is is interesting. Yeah, the um, uh, it is weird that like they're calling things retro that like I remember when they were new that's starting to happen and that that's a whole other conversation about aging that's the we're too old we're almost Paris Hilton's age we are close to Paris Hilton maybe <laughs> I'm we'll closer catch, maybe we'll catch up to her I don't know I think that that's how it works well, but... how old are you? are you older than us Adam I am I, th- I don't know for sure but I'm just based on our conversations I would assume so I'm a year older than Paris Hilton oh shit <laughs> That's, you're fucking old. You're, I'm sorry, you can't be on this podcast anymore. You're fired from your podcast. From I'm fired. Uh, yeah, I'm twenty. Doug and I had what we Doug, twenty-eight. I can't remember. I think so. I think we're twenty-eight around this time. But I think the 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 you kind of the I I can't keep track of how old I am. Just because it stops mattering. Yeah, my, I, I haven't I haven't celebrated a birthday in several. <laughs> the last thing I remember doing on my birthday is seeing MacGruber in the theater. And that was that was at least two birthdays <laughs> ago. So I, I don't even recall what last birthday was. You had a, uh, you had a birthday where you saw Jurassic Park three in the theater. That's true. I, that used to be like my a staple birthday party for me. Some people would go to like Chuck E. Cheese or whatever. I just go to the movies. <laughs> I, I saw the worst movie choice I ever saw on a birthday was a movie starring Chris Farley and Matthew Perry. Uh, I can't. I can't remember the name of it. They're like explorers trying to uh, trying to map California, and they're like f- fighting Lewis and Clark or some dumb shit. Do you guys? Do you guys I'm looking <laughs> this up right now. I, I can't. It's, almost it's, heroes. Almost heroes. That's it. That's it. I can't believe I have never heard of this movie. Oh god. Ever. It was a bunch of thirteen year olds seeing this shitty ass movie. And like you know it's bad when like it's a when it's like a slapstick comedy and it's not appealing to thirteen year olds. <laughs> it was just it was just such a bad movie. And I think I'm pretty sure it it's uh it's like one of Chris Farley's last movies. I think his last movie was like Dirty Work or something like that. This is the last movie he appears in. But uh this is definitely like one of the last movies he he starred in, directed by Christopher Guest. Which what what is? Uh, Almost Heroes. Is it really? Yeah. Wow. Oh, he should Alan Smithy that man. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Adam, you so you were you, you experienced much more of the eighties than we did because you because like we're sure. mid eighties, your early eighties. So by the time like the nineties turned, like you were actually cognizant of things going on around you we we were well not. somewhat i was in, i was definitely <laughs> Remember we i was definitely about- in i had a, a a very heavy goth industrial phase for for a very large portion of the 90s where everything that wasn't that was terrible and we talked so, about the death earlier so yeah i definitely was i missed a lot of stuff that went on in the 90s like D'Angelo. Unfortunately, unfortunately, really, because now right. I'm, you know, going back and, and finding a lot of things that I would have loved then, or yeah, loved now. But yeah, you lack you lack all that culture that comes from that. You're I do, yeah. So sad yeah. about that. So sad about your lack of culture. Uh, um, uh, do we have any more videos we want to make sure to talk about before we? I think before... we're I think we're good actually. We've been talking for from well over our allotted time, so I think we, we might as well it. wrap it up. 
That's fine. Um, I'll just throw one quick thing in here. Uh, I'll have you guys will be posting my top five tomorrow, and I have a, a massive list of honorable mentions on there at the end. There's like 12 videos that I urge everyone to watch, including you guys. I'm wondering if maybe you, you might have missed some of these because none of them were staff picked, and I think at least a couple of them probably would be. Ooh. So yeah, but make sure that everybody has a look at my uh, my my article my column tomorrow because there's Sweet. some really good stuff on there. I've been looking but, forward to those because those have brought forth several music videos in the past two weeks that it's been running that I have not seen. The thing that people should realize is that the I don't think people realize the amount of music videos uh, released on uh, on any given day. Um, <clears throat> so it's tough to watch all, all of them, which is why we need a crew of, of, of three three and more to kind of filter through all of them. So Sure. Um, I'm, I'm stoked about it, too. 12. 12, that's, 12 a, that's a lot. Damn. That's a lot. I, mention. I want to check them out, too, because, yeah, I just was lo- at, in preparation for this podcast. I realized that, yeah, we only staff picked eight videos this week. And that includes the last minute staff pick of Free Your Mind Cut Copy, which is which is technically a early Friday release. Um, so it was a, it was a very limited uh, staff pick thing. So maybe we'll maybe we'll end up with some more after Adam publishes his article. So maybe that'll be cool. And I will be publishing my article tomorrow, a four four thousand word expose on Bernick Lays. So look out for that. It's uh, it focuses on their time. Um, their their post their post success so like <laughs> what <laughs> focuses on that um so sweet. Uh, so there we go so everybody uh if you're listening to this you know what to do you go to twitter.com slash imvdb you go to facebook.com slash imvdb you go to oprah.com slash imvdb and you follow us do all those things um and uh and yeah we'll see you here next week take us take us away bad really shitty bad cover of blurred lines Everybody get up. If you can hear what I'm trying to say, if you can read from the same page, maybe I'm going deaf, maybe I'm going blind, maybe I'm out of my mind, yeah. Okay, now she was close, tried to domesticate, but you're an animal, baby. It's in your nature, so let me liberate ya. You don't need no papers, that one is not your maker. And that's why I'm gonna take a good boy. I know you want it, I know you want it, I know you want it. You're a good boy. I can't let it get past me, you're far from plastic. Talk about getting blessed. So let me liberate
Jamaica And that's why I'm gonna take a good Take it from my way and I'll take care of you with